Hey guys, and welcome to the Women Going Big podcast. I'm Krista, your host, and I am so excited to be sitting here with you all having another episode done for you. And today on the show, I have Sama, and she is the owner of the Womb Scented Healing Temple. And you guys, I tell you this in every episode, and I've gotten so lucky with the amazing guests that I've had on. Um, but this is something I've recently become pretty interested in myself because I started reading a book, and maybe we can get into this later, um, about kind of generational trauma um, and kind of where everything starts. And there's things in your life that you might not even understand is going on that could be from before. But I don't want to take anything away from my guest because this is her, her thing, her expertise. Um, Sama, I'm going to hand it over to you to give our listeners a little, a little more about yourself, how you got into this and kind of what you're doing now. Yeah, well, so as you said, I'm the founder of the Womb Centered Healing Temple, which is a, an online space. It's a website um, that is modeled after group healing centers that, uh, you know, holistic healing centers that I've visited to, but I wanted one that was centered on the womb. And um, the reason for that is as a holistic healing practitioner my whole life, as a massage therapist, as a visionary healing practitioner, and a spiritual healing practitioner, um, somatic healing practitioner, meaning, you know, body-centered, I've traced time and again, uh, you know, things that, that we struggle with pain that we struggle with uh, back in time to the original moments. And they're very often, in fact, pretty much all the time, we can trace it back to something related to the womb and, and how in our society, in our modern society, and for many long hundreds of thousands of years, uh, humanity has been experimenting with this patriarchal approach where um, all things masculine are considered to be dominant or um, more important than all things feminine and dominant over all things feminine and suppressing the powers of the womb. So the way that we treat sexuality, the way that we treat relationships, the way that we treat our fertility, menstruation, um, first menstruation for for young, yeah. young women. Yeah, you know, this is this is a time when all of this powerful creative energy is coming online, and it's off, and it's most often uh, grievously neglected mm-hmm. and oppressed. Uh, by our societal attitudes and approaches, um, you know, treating it like a clinical biological understanding just does not uh, does not cut the mustard, if you will. Yeah. And 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 many people aren't even given that yeah. understanding. Yeah. So um, so and then how we initiate people, uh, young people into sexuality is terribly. Uh, falls terribly short of what it would need to be how people learn how to relate to each other in intimate relationships Mm -hmm. in sexual relationships is is terribly you know it's it's we're riding on um hundreds of thousands of years of 
of abuse and violation and um you know it, it's just a source of a lot of pain and yeah. so how how we were how we were conceived like the big question i like to ask people do you know for sure whether or not your mother had an orgasm mm -hmm. when she can when you were conceived during the yeah. sexual act that conceived mm -hmm. you and this is how we're designed for both yeah. parents to have this burst of pleasure there's there's physiological um, benefits to that. There's genetic benefits to that that set us up to have a life that's focused on pleasure. I mean, pleasure, this wow. universe of pleasure is supposed to be the blueprint for our life. Yeah. And yet, instead, what we're getting is one person in the, in the partnership is having nah, not that okay. great of pleasure. Okay. Yeah. Pleasure. And the other person, none. Yeah. Right. And hmm. so, or very limited, even more limited pleasure because yeah. we haven't been initiated into the full potential of our sexuality hmm. and the beauty of our fertility. Yeah. And, and there's all, and then on top of that, there's all the um, relationship pain of that domination-based relationship between yeah. a man and a woman where the man is supposed to be dominant somehow. Mm -hmm. And that the feminine power is not recognized, appreciated, mm -hmm. or or nourished and nurtured yeah. in any way, or you know, uh, received or mm -hmm. you know, honored in any way, yeah. and taken care of. And so, so that dynamic is the source of of all of our pain, mm -hmm. all of our suffering. I feel yeah. it's the source. And then, then we go on from being conceived under those circumstances to being gestated under those circumstances to being born in those circumstances and the way that we've been treating birth in the past uh you know several millennia at childbirth yeah. has been so painful and and then breastfeeding mm -hmm. breastfeeding is which is this beautiful way yeah. that we're designed to be nourished as infants has been uh deliberately suppressed for yeah. for hundreds of you know for numerous generations now as soon as um you know, baby formula was invented yeah. uh, and we could go on and on about that. <laughs> and so that is like the source of so many of our feelings of unworthiness, mm -hmm. of lack of support, lack of nourishment, abandonment, all of these core wounds that so many people, you know, start to encounter when they start going to therapy, but nobody's tracing it back to the fact that they were likely not breastfed adequately and that yeah. their mother didn't have an orgasm when she conceived mm -hmm. and then and and then back through the generations too because how many generations has that been going on so all of these questions and um and um realizations have been central to my work and you know channeling my holistic healing practice to focus yeah. on the womb as the center of it all and you know receiving the mentoring and training that i mm -hmm. needed to 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 like solidify that because i was coming to that on my own it was like wow mm, we're missing you know i was studied yoga very yeah. intensively for and not not your athletic you know mm -hmm. get a yoga butt approach yeah. to yoga i'm talking mm -hmm. you know 24 7 in embodying all of the principles in yoga with a very yeah. intimate close group of practitioners where mm -hmm. we supported each other to transform our lives using that. the spiritual uh, principles of yoga mm -hmm. in, in very practical ways. We built yeah. an ashram together and used mm -hmm. all that. So, so 
but there was always some piece of it that didn't get touched. And this was this womb experience and what it means to, to be a womb bearer, what it means to be a menstruator. And, um, and so that's what I've been developing. And now I have programs to help others to develop that in the womb centered healing temple. And I invite other practitioners of womb centered healing, um, modalities which there it's a growing number because we're waking up to how important this is yeah and the degree of wounding and pain that we're all suffering from you know um, yeah yeah i could go on and on about it <laughs> no and i want to jump in here because this is like i said at the beginning this truly is something that so i was talking to a gal on this podcast um one of my guests and we kind of very very scraped the surface on generational trauma. Um, so not so much womb centered, but I mean, it all ties in together. When you start putting the pieces together, it all ties in together. Um, and she mentioned this book and I wish I should have had it pulled up, but um, basically it's more business centered for like the things that hold us back, you know, from, from things that happened in our past to how it's affecting us now. So much like you said, with the male domination, well, it's talking about now the male domination in the work industry and how naturally without even noticing is that we make ourselves smaller in the smallest ways um, in order to not appease, but just, just because that's how we are. We've been suppressed for so long that naturally we fall into this lower category than our male counterparts. Um, and you know, normally like I'm not a, I'm not a, like a, a big, like pusher for that stuff. I'm all for equality. Don't get me wrong. But when I realized that like just naturally generationally that this has been passed down and it's not so much what's going on now, it's what's happened already in the past that now we're kind of dealing with the, like the left, like the the mess of it, I guess, is the best way to describe that. Um, and I, I kind of, if you don't mind, I would love for you to dive a bit more deeper kind of on maybe how, like what trauma could look like now that has happened in the past, because that's something for me that I have to look at and say, because my mom was adopted. Um, so I have no idea really where her family came from or what, you know, what kind of family I come from. But how is that affecting me now? Um, I know a lot of people don't know a lot about this. So could you dive a little bit more in, in, in that for me? Yeah. So we can look at this in two angles that came up for me to share about that. Okay. So the, and we can do both probably. Um, I'll start with the more personal angle. So like you were talking about with your mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so just to clarify for everyone, the reason why the womb is so important to this discussion of ancestral generational trauma, the egg that became you, okay, was in your mother's ovary. Mm -hmm. all, the, all of your genetic material was in there, or half of it, right, was in there. When she was in your grandmother's womb developing as a baby. Mm -hmm. and lived inside of her mm -hmm. through the whole experience of being in your grandmother's womb, through the whole experience of being born, through the whole experience of being raised all the way through her life until she met your father and they had sex and his 
uh, genetic material, which it doesn't really pass through the same process because mm -hmm. men are constantly making new sperm. Mm -hmm. So they're not carrying that same sperm that made you gotcha. in their body throughout their whole life. Okay. okay? They're, they're making new sperm all the mm -hmm. time. Every time they ejaculate, they make brand new sperm okay. uh, from raw materials. That's why mm -hmm. it takes so much energy mm -hmm. for men uh, and that, that it's not really healthy for men to be ejaculating all the mm -hmm. time. Uh, because it takes about 30% of their energy to make a wow. whole of new sperm. Whereas, okay. and it does take a lot of energy for women to make a new egg, but they yeah. just make one new egg every mm -hmm. month. Gotcha. And that's why menstruation is so powerful uh, and the menstrual cycle, because mm -hmm. all this energy is going into making that one egg yeah. every month and then releasing that one egg. Mm -hmm. Whereas men are making hundreds of thousands of sperm all the time. And yeah. so that takes a lot of energy too. And it's sadly underemphasized yeah. when men are being educated about their sexuality, how mm -hmm. detrimental it can be for them, for their health to mm -hmm. be ejaculating all the time. Um, so little side note. Um, <laughs> I like it. So, no, it's awesome. So, but so this generational uh, wounding is passed through that mother line. Mm. Okay, so our connection to what happened when our grandmother was pregnant with our mother mm -hmm. and what happened throughout our mother's life, yeah. our genetics, our genes were being influenced by that. Mm -hmm. And it was turning on certain aspects of what mm -hmm. was going to create us, you know, build our bodies in a certain way. So if our yeah. mother, if our grandmother was under stress when, our, when she was pregnant with her mother, which is very likely the case. Because yeah. generations now, uh, women have not been adequately supported, mm -hmm. uh, even in the in the you know nuclear family where the father is supposed to be supported. That domination model puts yeah. women under chronic stress. Yeah. Okay. That their voices aren't being heard. Their intrinsic wisdom is not being validated or recognized. Even the doctors are telling them they don't know what's going on with their baby or their pregnancy. And, and that their, their intrinsic wisdom about that isn't of value that the doctors know better than them. And, you know, that whole thing, it just yeah. creates a sense of not being able to trust your own self. Yeah. So that egg that made you was getting those messages that life is a stressful place. Yeah especially for women mm -hmm. when you and grew up with that with your mother influencing you yeah until she finally gave birth to you under a circumstance that was likely very similar to the one or you know reflected in some way whether she tried to rebel against it or whatever tried to yeah. find something different there were still um deeply ingrained threads of that stress that same pattern of stress yeah and if there was a big, and, and I'm just talking about low grade, constant all the time trauma. I'm not even talking about intense, uh, acute trauma. Yeah. So, you know, uh, there's all kinds of intense with, with huge percentages of rape, sexual abuse, any of those things in, that traumatize the mother or the grandmother or farther back, because guess what? That grandmother that had your mother's egg in her was in her mother's belly, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just a chain. It's a chain and it's, yeah. it's deeply embedded. And so our genetics get deeply influenced by these traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. And so we're passing that down. So your, your whole body was built on the stress patterns and emotional uh, 
unmet emotional needs that your grandmother and mother experienced throughout their entire life. Your whole body was designed to be ready for a world that was going to be that way. Yeah, to get them. Yeah. And so it takes quite a bit of reprogramming of our genetic material and then some time for the genes to say, oh, well, maybe it, you're saying life isn't like that. You mean we could yeah. be having a life that's based on pleasure and having our needs met and being having permission to ask for what we want and, and getting it actually and having our voices be heard. And so we need to have a, a preponderance of evidence yeah. for our genetics as an adult to receive that and then to start creating new cells in our body mm -hmm. that takes seven years to replace all of our new all of our cells in our body based on mm -hmm. this new evidence that your genes are are still gathering mm -hmm. about what the world is like right mm -hmm. so and so that it, take, it can take it but if we completely surround ourselves in new circumstances then it would take seven years still to completely wow. replace our cells to reflect that and mm -hmm. so and so that shows up in how we continue to relate and repeat the same patterns. And, you know, many people I'm sure can relate to like being able to understand the patterns and maybe even see and think their way out of it. Like mm -hmm. they can see a pathway, but it's still repeating the old pattern and they can't understand yeah. why I can understand why am I doing that? Why am mm -hmm. I still saying it that way? You know, mm -hmm. and it's because it's so deeply embedded in our bodies and we can't think our way out of that. Yeah. You know, even heart centered work, it, it's still, if it's not connected to the root and the direction yeah. your hips and your feet are actually stepping, mm -hmm. you know, if it's still way up here, you can, you can turn your head and your chest <laughs> to yeah. face a different direction, but your hips and your feet are still walking so in that same uh, direction. Yeah. So, so, and this goes back to what you were saying with the, with the whole business model and how mm -hmm. women, you know, in the work environment, feel like less than and end up playing small and all of that. Well, this goes back to generations of designing and structuring work around exploitation of people. So all of our work env environments right now were designed by capitalists mm -hmm. that wanted people to be easily exploitable as workers mm -hmm. and designed that about how to particularly to exploit men as workers and exclude women yeah. as workers so our all of our structures and systems from the eight hour 40 hour a week work day was designed because working 40 hours a week i'm sorry there's no way that you can also do all your laundry, take care of your children, make all your meals and do and run and ma manage a household. Yeah. So that's based on the model of having someone at home that's doing all those things for you while you're out at a 40 hour work week. Mm -hmm. And all of our societal structures are based on exploiting more and more people with, uh, you know, long work hours, promising them some dream that maybe mm -hmm. you'll be able to have your needs met one day when you when you uh, retire. Yeah. Whereas in the United States now, even with two people working mm -hmm. that 40 hour work week, they still might not have enough mm -hmm. money to eventually retire. Right? Yeah. I think and 71 is the age. Right. And, now. and they don't have and they're not having their needs met their entire life. So this yeah. setup 
is ba based on exploiting more and more resources and and creating more and more financial luxury for fewer and fewer people. The whole system is designed based on that. Mm. And so it's I, I feel like women trying to be successful in that system is is futile. Yeah. Why would you even want to be successful in that system? <laughs> yeah. And men being trying to be successful in that system is futile as well. The system yeah. is just abusive and exploitive. And yeah. it's based on a few people being able to take all the resources to create mm -hmm. egregiously uh, embarrassing luxury. Yeah. And themselves at the expense of everybody else. Yeah. So, and, you know, it's crazy to me because like, and the book kind of talks like just generally about, and, and it could be, I mean, even in, I don't want to say the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial arena, but even for small business owners, even for entrepreneurs, like you said, is that women naturally are like, we have been generationally taught to be smaller than men. It's, I mean, that's just, if you go throughout history, like you said, women have been the homemakers, women have been the ones that raised the children and not gone to work even before it was the 40 hour work week. It was the men, you know, doing all the work. And so, you know, the book just kind of talks about pulling those aspects of it into our current, you know, business industry, I guess. Um, but I think the thing that was the most interesting to me was that like, and you, you touched on this very briefly is that people can go throughout their lives, noticing patterns, seeing where they are, seeing the path in front of them, and then repeating the same things over again and not knowing how to get out of that. So one thing kind of, as we wrap up, I would love for you to kind of dive a bit deeper in if somebody's in that pattern and they say, okay, like I see what I'm doing here, but I don't understand it. I don't know how to stop it. What do I do and how do I get out of it? What would be like the first steps and, and especially for people, because again, this is something new for me and I know there's a lot of people that don't know a lot about this. So what would you say is the first step for somebody that might not know a lot about this, but is interested in seeing if there's some past trauma or unmet needs that they can take care of and start changing, changing those genes and making and building a pleasure filled life. I hope that wasn't too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, to answer that question could be too long for the time that we have completely, but, but I can give some starting places. So one of the things that makes us exploitable in this system that we talked about, okay, women, men, whomever, okay, is this training that we've received to be disconnected from our bodies mm -hmm. and to only value our logical thinking brain. Mm -hmm. So, and this is why people feel like they can't get out of the pattern because they're trained to, to solve any problem with the logical thinking brain, mm -hmm. but that's not where the problem is. The logical mm -hmm. thinking brain can see the pattern just perfectly clearly and can think its way out of it, but it's disconnected from the whole rest of the body. Mm -hmm. So the first step, is to start working with practices that help you connect with your body. So breathing practices, movement meditation practices like yoga, qigong, 
not military, militant. So even though some of the like um, uh, martial arts can have that, have connection with the body as a side effect, mm -hmm. when you're doing martial arts and fighting is the focus mm -hmm. of the movement meditation, you're re-stimulating the trauma response in the body constantly. Okay. Because you're constantly in a fight zone. Okay. Yeah. Qigong is one of the only ones that uh, only um, sort of Asian uh, movement meditation practices that does not have a martial component to it. That's purely okay. focused on healing hmm. and, and bringing wellness to the body. Once again, fighting mm -hmm. does not bring wellness. It's just yeah. basic understanding that's pretty clear but yeah. <laughs> but martial arts have used wellness understandings mm -hmm. from qigong okay. to to fortify their martial intentions right okay. yeah um so or even if it's used in self-defense like aikido mm -hmm. is used in self-defense but still it's can re-stimulate anyway mm -hmm. so yoga is another one um dance therapy um, somatic movement therapies, there's a whole slew of different modalities. And then, uh, so that would be the first step for someone because mm -hmm. those, those traumas are stored in the tissues and cells of our bodies. Mm -hmm. And as we start to breathe and become connected with that, we start to notice that actually, no, I can't work a 40 hour work week. And on top of it, raise my children, do all the dishes, you know, clean the house and do, you know, a whole nother 40 hour work week on yeah. top of that while my husband watches sports. That's mm -hmm. not going to happen. Yeah. You know, cause we start to feel the pain in our bodies from what we're being asked to do. Mm -hmm. And we start to feel our emotional reactions to mm -hmm. things, which are actually quite wise. And that's the second thing that I would say is, st is starting to see how we've been trained to think that emotions are a, a nuisance, mm -hmm. that the emotions make us somehow weak. Yeah. And actually emotions are our superpower. Yeah. Emotions are our source to discover our embodied wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so starting to look for the wisdom underneath any emotions that we might be having. So those are just some two very basic steps. Um, and if people want to focus that body awareness on the womb space, which mm -hmm. I feel is very powerful, um, you can just take three deep breaths, place your hands on your belly with your thumbs at your navel, your fingertips mm -hmm. at your um, at your uh, pubic bone. And this is like the simplest yoga practice that you can do is a hand mudra, putting your hands okay. in a certain position doesn't require yeah. any kind of physical abilities. Mm -hmm. And you put your hands on your belly and take three deep breaths and just feel your womb. <sighs> Noticing how each breath helps you to relax and feel your body. Letting out a sigh with each breath. And you can take five minutes breathing like that if you wanted more and start to possibly hear your own inner source of wisdom. Mm. And we have to be the first ones to to listen to that and acknowledge mm -hmm. that as something valid. We can't yeah. expect anyone else to do it for us mm -hmm. we have to do it ourselves given the way that things are in the world where that yeah. wisdom has been suppressed and 
swept under the rug for so many generations. So first we have to listen to that and start making changes in our lives yeah. based on that wisdom. So I love that. Um, and I feel like, like you said, I feel like this is, this is a topic that we could just talk in circles about. And I mean, come back to the same things and talk about new things. I mean, it's never ending really, mm-hmm. truly. Um, but tell our, tell our listeners a little bit more about um, maybe some of the things that you're doing right now in your business, um, how they can get a hold of you, mm-hmm. um, and kind of maybe what your coaching looks like. Yeah, so like I said, I founded the Womb-Centered Healing Temple, which is a place uh, where, where I'm starting out offering my healing processes, but also in a very collaborative way and in inviting other practitioners to also, and, and the, the vision is to have a collection of practitioners who are offering different courses and mm-hmm. programs through that, that hub. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've just been starting out by setting mine up there and, and working out how to bring in guest instructors to my programs and things like that. I like to, I, I prefer to participate in group programs mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to one-to-one co- coaching packages. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like I get a lot more value. I'm a self-starter. I'm an implementer. So you tell me one thing and I'm working on that for a year mm-hmm. on my own. Yeah happily puttering along. (laughs) Um, I don't need somebody to hold my hand. So that's the kind of um, uh, support I offer. I offer Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, several group programs. I like long-term group Mm -hmm. programs because these are big changes we're talking about. And, you know, I've just, I'm coming to the completion of my first 13 month apprenticeship program. It's called the Bio Mystical Womb Apprenticeship Program. Mm -hmm. And it's a 13 month program. And we're coming up to the last month will be November well, 13 moons, which doesn't quite correspond. And this is another thing is disrupting our dependence on the structures and systems that we're used to participating in. So the mm-hmm. Roman calendar was based on disconnecting from the natural connection between the lunar cycle and the menstrual cycle. And that was a deliberate disconnect to disempower women. So the one... Oh, the, wow. The most important thing that we can do is to reconnect with the lunar calendar and reorganize our lives around the lunar calendar. Mm -hmm. So it's a 13 moon program Hmm. instead of a 13 month program. And so there's 13 moons in a year, 13 Mm -hmm. moon cycles in a year. 13 is a powerful feminine number Mm -hmm. and it was created to be a 12 month year to disrupt the power of 13 menstrual cycles and 13 moon cycles in a year, okay? To take that power away and claim it for the masculine and dominate the feminine by changing that and disrupting that. So that's why it's a 13 moon Mm -hmm. uh, uh, apprenticeship program. Mm -hmm. And it's that long because we can um, start to see the changes in our lives together and support Mm -hmm. each other through that. Um, And so, and and it consists of um, very somatic oriented body centered practices, dance Mm -hmm. therapy, yoga therapy practices and herbalism. So we learn about how our relationship with plants, which is also a very feminine thing and very suppressed, mm-hmm. um, how we can heal our menstrual cycles. And it's based on the rites of passage that are 
not only rights, R-I-T-E-S, but rights, R-I-G-H-T-S, as mm. in birth rights, yeah. have these rights of these, these passages in our lives honored that mm -hmm. are centered around the womb. So our conception, our gestation, our birth, our childhood, the mothering that we received, our coming mm -hmm. of age, our initiation into sexuality and fertility, our initiation into partnership and relation, intimate relationship, mm -hmm. and our initiation into our soul purpose wow. and into our wisdom years. So we go through the whole life cycle in those 13 months and wow. reinitiate ourselves. We, yeah. we revisit those rites of passage that were ne neglected. Yeah. and even abused mm -hmm. or, you know, and, and that are the source of our suffering and, mm -hmm. and our inability to really step into who we want to become because mm -hmm. we haven't laid those foundations of being fully honored and appreciated and celebrated at each of those steps of our development. And yeah. so we go back and revisit through visionary healing um, and, and journeying. And, and with all that somatic awareness. So I hope that clarifies everything. And then, and then so there's some one-to-one -one support that's included yeah. in that process along the way. I love that. So you said that one's coming to an end in November. Are you going to be doing that again? Yeah, well, we're starting the, the next round of it mm -hmm. about a month before the, okay. the first one ends. So we're starting okay. on October 31st, okay. a new round. And if folks want to learn about it, they can go to my website, which is uh, wombcenteredhealing.com. And you'll see in the menu, it'll say Biomystical Womb Apprenticeship. And you'll okay. go to that page and you'll learn more about it. And that's nice to have an overlap because mm -hmm. the apprentices that are finishing this year, they're going to be in their wise one phase oh yeah and there and many of them will be receiving a certification oh. as a mentor priestess to be able to assist um the new apprentices that are coming in so um wow. it's really a co-creation that's amazing and i think that's a great way to structure it um i don't think people put enough emphasis on not only taking care of themselves because that can be kind of a blanket term but really diving in, like you said, and not neglecting their entire, their entire life cycles, you know, because like, even for myself at 27, like at this point, like I've put my, my baby years, my young adulthood, my childhood, like all of it just kind of stays put away. Like I, you know, so I think it's really important what you're doing and kind of addressing those things throughout those 13 moons um, to really get to, pe to really help people heal. Um, I think you're doing really big things and I, I commend you for that because um, this isn't a topic that a lot of people a understand or even know about, but it's something that not a lot of people want to, you know, they're, they're so comfortable being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Like they'd almost rather not know sometimes. So I think it's really big what you're doing. And for those of you listening, um, the link that she just mentioned, her website is in the description for this podcast. Um, so are you on any social media or is that the best way for people to get a hold of you? The, the website's a good way. I'm also on Facebook, Sama Morningstar. And I also want to mention, um, I'm on Instagram too, but I, that Instagram doesn't work as well for me somehow. Some people are Instagram people. Some people are yeah. Facebook people. I'm more Facebook. Um, I like to ask. Yeah. I'm also, I uh, want to mention that I'm getting ready to publish a, a workbook that goes with mm -hmm. the herbal portion of okay. my apprenticeship and I have mm -hmm. 
a smaller, shorter, like three month course that goes okay. with that book. It's called Herbal Womb Wellness. Mm -hmm. And so I'll share that link with you too, in case people are wanting to get a book about that and learn how to heal the symptoms you might have around your menstrual cycle as a starting place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, cause it's kind of a lot to jump into this whole 13 yeah. program. So I have smaller things on there okay. and you can see those in the website. If you just wanted to do weekly womb centered yoga with mm -hmm. me, for example, that's on the website too. And this okay. smaller herbal womb wellness class and that workbook's going to be published soon. So that'll be a really great resource as well. Perfect. Awesome. Um, well, Sama, thank you so much for being here with me today, um, mm -hmm. kind of sharing your story, sharing what you're doing. Um, I, like I said, I think more women need this and more mm -hmm. women, um, you know, need to heal and become more aware and take back their power. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I'm here. So uh, for everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. I'm Krista, your host. Um, and thanks for tuning in today. So wherever you may be, I hope that you are um, being present and I hope that you are being thankful for where you are right in this very moment. And just, just be grateful. Just take a breath and be thankful for where you are right now. Um, and I'm thankful to have this podcast. So Sama, thanks for being here. Thank uh, you. I'm going to go ahead and sign us off. So until next time, you guys, thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next time. Bye guys.